0: Ground ball to shortstop, the throws to second, and again the ball sails past LaGrange into right field.
1: This is the
0: hot corner. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fan's sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. With Patrick Harris. Now granted the throw was a little wide, but you got to believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-arm player would have at least had a shot at it Which calls to mind the question once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? On 1080.
1: And he hasn't had a
0: hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever.
1: The Fan. Welcome into the hot corner for Must Be a Wednesday, but baby, it's always a Wednesday here. We are live from the shadows of the historic Fremont Bridge. Patrick Harris, Joe Fisher with you on this Wednesday. I can't really see you at all. No, I know. Is it too dark in here? I don't
0: know what you've done to that room over there, but all, all I, I, d- see my, I see my reflection in the class better than I see you right now.
1: <laughs> all I did was turn on the lights. I have to imagine uh, that the Primetime Boys, there is a dimmer. They like it a little dark in here. If you remember back when we were on the uh, banks of the poop-filled Willametta, yes. half the time they would do the show in the dark. And when they were in the closet, they would do it in the dark. So I have to imagine, Joe, I will do you a favor. When we go to commercial, I will uh, turn the lights up. Well, I bit. wonder if maybe I turn my lights
0: down, then that will even things out and I can see you a little bit better. Let's try it. I guess that, yeah. You yeah. talk. You entertain the masses while I uh, uh, work my dimmer switch. Ooh.
1: Oh, okay. You put me on the spot. Just, all, all right. right. Just all a right. moment. All right. This this, this 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 is my first time. Um, hello. My name is Patrick. Um, I am here. The microphone is on. There's this little red light that's on. And I guess I am here to entertain you for the rest of- I can
0: definitely see you a lot better now. Okay, great. I don't know if you can see me any better, but-
1: yeah, I can see you. There's a little red light next to you that that lights up and the uh, screen monitors uh kind of show you real nicely. Whatever. Let's just get through the night. <laughs> Let's just get through this. Let's just get through this. Speaking of that, we are we will be off next week as it is uh that Thanksgiving break. There is no Ducks Coaches show. We'll get you I'm sure everybody else on the station will get you real riled up for the game formerly known as the Civil War. I know I, for one, am very excited that the Apple Cup is on Saturday this year instead of Friday. Man,
0: we got a uh, big, big college uh, sports weekend in a couple weeks. I mean, not just obviously the game formerly known as the Civil War, but the... PKI, the Ooh. PKL, sixteen uh, of the. Well, I was gonna say top teams in college basketball. I don't know if I'll go that far. There's about six of the top teams. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna throw any uh, throw uh, any. Uh, We're talking about
1: beeves are undefeated, dude.
0: Throw any local schools Catch under the fever. bus?
1: <laughs> Pilots Vikings. Uh, Pilots but, are having a great season. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: uh, let's just say there's there will be some teams there, and uh, I- I'm excited,
1: man. I'm. I I'm going to try and uh, go to a session or two. I know. I'm a little half-tempted to try to see if I can't sneak my way into into some of those as well. We'll see. We can talk. Oh, yeah. Talk talk to me in the commercial Ooh, break. Ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. I love it when you talk dirty to me like that. No wazoo, unfortunately, at any of these. Uh, that's okay. Um, for a program that's building and becoming something semi-decent in the Pac-12, um, the Cougs are not playing well right now. We're losing to teams that I've never heard of. Uh, which seems to be a common theme around the college basketball landscape, paging Louisville. And, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard the boys this morning. And, look, I love college basketball probably more than anybody here at this station. Sands, maybe Isaac Rop, if KU is good, Rock Chalk. Uh, And uh, even though I'm not the biggest NFL guy, I'm not the biggest NBA guy, I am not ready for college basketball. I'm a Wazoo alum, so I root for them. I was born in Spokane, so I got a lot of love for for Gonzaga basketball. Uh, I, I watched a little bit of Gonzaga Michigan State on an aircraft carrier only so I could show my wife they were playing on an aircraft carrier, and that game was really <laughs> brutal to watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's college basketball for
1: you, unfortunately. Yeah. But, hey, Thanksgiving weekend is usually a really great weekend for sports. It is. It's usually rivalry week. I mean, so, it, it should be. I mean, what fits better
0: than gorging yourself with very savory fat foods? Mm-hmm. Then lying on a couch and watching sports to go with it. Yep, we on Thanksgiving, we usually get three... They uh, say gravy's the best topping.
1: <laughs> no, sports. On Thursday in the NFL landscape, we usually get uh, kind of three mediocre games, but enough willing to watch. I know the Lions will be on there, and uh, hopefully they're playing the Cowboys so we can get those garbage things out of the way in one game. Hey. <laughs> and then usually the night game, well, that's usually what, on NFL Network? That tends to be the better game of the three. Uh, so there's there's that, and then there's usually some college ball on Thanksgiving Day as well, which I, I tend to watch a lot more of. The NBA takes Thanksgiving off, do they not? I don't
0: know. Do they?
1: I, I think they don't play on Thanksgiving because a lot of them play on Christmas. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say something. I, I'd rather not, though. I'm just going to pass
0: on that joke. Joe, and... nobody's listening. Yeah. Go for it, buddy. Um... May, no, you know what? No, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move right past it. I feel like it's a better, better joke to tell you maybe in the, <laughs> in the
1: break. You're gonna be a better man on the about FCC this. airwaves. You're gonna be a better man. Trust <laughs> Take me. Take the high road. There's an
0: Instagram account I follow, Patrick. It's called um, Se Radio Jock. You know, like the S word, but okay. Se, right? And uh, they definitely post a lot of videos of different radio jocks, radio personalities, influencers of uh, the radio type all across the nation, usually doing something to get fired and saying (laughs) something on air. Okay. And seeing that account. They clearly never heard this show. (laughs) Well, um, it's a good thing they haven't because it's usually the people that get posted on there end up losing their job Ah, very promptly after because they've done something Uh, racist misogynistic uh maybe all of them i don't know i don't know uh, if i'm gonna put
1: this headset on again
0: (laughs) yeah but basically uh the 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 antennas the blinders they're on right now i'm i'm not going near near any of that
1: fair fair enough but that whole weekend is great you know i mean i don't work on friday you probably don't work on friday so thanksgiving you get your football games little college basketball Friday, you start seeing uh, some of the big uh, rivalry games. You know, we'll get the Egg Bowl this weekend. Do we get Alabama-Auburn that weekend? Um, I don't know. To answer your question, yes, there is uh,
0: no NBA basketball on Thanksgiving Day.
1: Yeah, I think uh, that weekend you'll get SC-UCLA, which actually could be a great football game, but if it's at the Rose Bowl, nobody will see it. Oregon-Oregon State could be a little bit of fun. I think we're in the Northwest are trying to tease that game like it's going to be great. I'll bet you what happens is that everybody is trying to tease the game formerly known as the Civil War as being this really great game, and I'll bet you the Apple Cup is a better game. Mm. A better game. I'm not talking about better teams. Talking about well, I hope game. so. I
0: mean, I let's be real. I hope the Ducks and Beavers game isn't a good game and the Ducks win by like 30. I mean, let's <laughs> let's be real. I mean, I think my dad said that last week about the Oregon Washington game. He's like, Well, let's hope it's a good game. And I'm like, uh, Let's not. Uh, let's <laughs> hope it's a blowout, dad. <laughs> let's not hope it's a good game. Granted, it was actually a pretty good game, but did not end the way that I wanted. But still, it's yeah, sure. If you want it to be a better game, Patrick,
1: as long as your cougs end up on top. Uh, then I'll take the blowout for Oregon. Well, I'm just excited. A little shout-out to uh, the tiny little town in eastern Washington that I got a a lot of love for. Pullman is going to see an Apple Cup on a Saturday. They've been doing it on Friday for a long time.
0: Yeah, and that's that's
1: such a blow to the local economy. Uh, So shout-out to them. I hope you guys have a great, great Apple Cup weekend uh, because I know a lot of business owners there that uh, rely heavily on that weekend.
0: Um, you did you say the game was on Saturday? Mhm.
1: I'm seeing that it's on Friday. My CBS app said it was on Saturday and I got so excited. Please do not tell me I am wrong. I'm seeing Friday, November 25th, my friend.
0: <sighs> Joe Hey, I'm I'm looking at I'm literally looking at ESPN right now because
1: I saw my CBS app. They are the worldwide leader in sports. My CBS app said Saturday, and damn it, is CBS the worldwide leader in sports? Do you understand what this does for a tiny town? If that kick is at one thirty, that means you either a give up your Thanksgiving or b you roll out of bed at four a.m. and drive there to Pullman. To get there three hours before game and try to slam beers and get it—it's a—it's a disaster. It's a
0: nightmare. Right now, the kickoff is TBD, so we shall find out.
1: But that's basically, yeah, it's rivalry week, uh, weekend, so yeah, if, a lot if, of good matchups in college football. If coogs smoke Arizona and potentially get into the top twenty-five, and UW, who's got who's UW got this weekend? I don't
0: know. I haven't checked. I'm mad at them, and I don't care to follow them and look at anything
1: that has to be related to them. I'll tell you what, Joe. I got no love for Oregon, uh, but I got less love for UW. (sighs) I'm not saying I'm on your side on this, uh, but uh, I hate those losers. Yeah, I'm not happy. Not happy. Yeah, I can understand. I can understand. Was that tough? Yeah,
0: dude. It was really tough, and I knew it was going to happen. Like, it was just this impending doom the entire game. I think I tweeted out in the second quarter. I'm like, this is ending up like one of those games, and those games don't usually... What do you mean, you people? (laughs) And those games don't usually end well for Oregon. They, It happens every year that some wacky stuff starts happening in the first half of the game, and you're like, "Uh, I don't... uh, This makes me
1: not feel uneasy. I was with some friends, and I saw 13-10 going into half, something like that, and I was like, whoa, this game should be way more high-scoring than that. And I didn't watch it because I don't care. I hate both those teams. I borderline (laughs) root for terrorism when those two teams get together. Just drop a bomb and get it all over with now is how I tend to feel. And then I, I saw the final score and was like, whoa! Hey, I was surprised UW won because I think they're hot garbage. Uh, and B, I was surprised uh, by uh, the final score. But that's that? That's yeah, well, that was uh, last week. We're moving on. Okay, We're moving on. Oakley-dokley. We're well, trying we... to be 1-0 this week. <laughs> we do have a baseball show for you tonight. Big John was supposed to be in the house. He is under the weather, so we weren't able to bring him in. Uh, we hope he is fine and doing great as he is a wonderful, lovely human being, friend of this show. Like I said, we'll be off next week, uh, but we're here tonight to do some fun stuff for you guys. There's a lot of stuff to get into. Uh, Award season is upon us. Free agency is already getting around. Um, GM meetings, stuff like that. We're starting to see a little bit of early movement, a big trade. If you're a fan of John Sucanic's team, there's some stuff, there's a lot to get into. We'll do all of that. Coming up next, this is the Hot Corner, Portland sports leader, 1080 The Fan. The Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. 818-503-250-1080. That is the fan text line. That bad boy will let you interact with us throughout the entire show. Like I said, we're going to take next week off as it is Thanksgiving, and plus give a little baseball, a little bit of rest. When we come back, though, I think there's a good chance I talk a little World Cup. I mean, I'm a big World Cup guy. I'm a big uh, football guy. So we'll see... uh, Things will really start shaping up post uh, post Thanksgiving on that, so I might have. I won't I won't do a lot, so don't worry. But when when are you doing that? (laughs) I'll probably touch on that a little bit. What what time are you planning to do Uh, that? Maybe maybe forty five minutes into the show, real quick that throwaway segment. Okay. Have you ever like
0: done a uh, segment completely by yourself? Like I might just you know take a walk during. I mean. Yeah, I have. It's really bad radio. No, you know what? I actually got a, I got a hot soccer take. Hit me, baby. Well, for that segment.
1: Oh, oh <laughs> that's so a tease wait. right that, there.
0: That is a long tease. All the people that are clamoring. Oh my god! Now I have to wait. Yeah. I'm going to listen to the rest of this show for that. Uh, for that take.
1: I am going to set my timer for two weeks from now to make sure I catch that hot Joe take later on. Then. Uh so we're 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 post-baseball season. There's a lot of free agent kind of chatter and talk. There was a big trade that went down in baseball, and I do want to get to that. We'll get to that at the top of the eight o'clock hour. But uh one thing that I don't I don't I don't know if we've talked about it on this show before, but uh I, I want to bring it up. It's it's interesting to me. I, I, I love award season and and I do uh, you know, sometimes it's predictable, sometimes it's not but what I do love is they 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 tend to do it after the World Series, so you get a little, you still get some baseball discussions, some stuff like that. But but let me let me flip that on its head, Joe, and I'll I'll, I'll push this towards you a little bit. Wouldn't it be a lot cool? The, these votes are all submitted pre postseason. They are regular season awards. Would it not be more beneficial to get these awards before the playoffs start? Beneficial to who? To, honestly, the average baseball fan. Because here we are on Wednesday, and congratulations, Sandy Alcantara, for winning the National League Cy Young Award. And you spit off his stats, you know, eight innings and 14 starts and his ERA and stuff like that. But we're so far removed from seeing the Marlins play baseball. Does anybody really care? Hmm.
0: Well, I think that it could benefit. It would benefit to do it earlier because I feel that tomorrow nobody will care. I believe that the Cy Young announcements are. I mean, we're in the we just talked about it last segment. We are in the thick of college football, NFL, every I other sport.
1: College basketball.
0: Besides college basketball, yes. Uh we are in the thick of like everything else but baseball. Early October is the
1: pinnacle of sports. Right. And baseball's part of that. Hockey starts, NBA starts, college football's in the mid season, but- NFL's gotten going. Baseball is a part of that. Now, let's be
0: real. It's not like we're a month removed from the World Series. We're literally right. like a couple weeks. Yes. Yes.
1: So. I mean, I mean, less than 10 days.
0: But you wonder if um, Dirt and Sprague, they actually said something about it um, today or yesterday. Basically, they have their awards and they stretch them out at this point. Is it like a desperate move by the MLB basically to say, like, hey, keep paying attention to us just for a little bit longer. We just need your attention and, until uh, pitchers and
1: catchers report, please. Yeah, it's it's kind of <laughs> like the opposite. You know how the NFL has become a 24-7, 365 league? Right. You know, they are the political news cycle of the sports world. Right. It does sometimes feel like baseball's like... Being grandiose, being like, we're just like the NFL. We dominate the headlines all the time. Do you see Anthony Rizzo signed with the Yankees? You going to talk about that for four hours? I know I will. And you're like, no, nobody's going to. So I, I, I wonder if instead of the pomp and circumstance of delivering these awards after the World Series is over, would it not be beneficial? Because because like you like you said it, like baseball is such a it, it, it it's such a <clears throat> it, it's fan base is so it is so dialed in, like like it's a path. It doesn't necessarily reach out to the average, right? So it's like I just got a text message from some friends. They're they're a couple. She is from Detroit, he is from Buffalo. And Thanksgiving Day, they want to host brunch at their house because it's Lions-Bills. And I might go to that as not a big NFL fan. My wife certainly is not an NFL fan. But we might go to that to have fun. And that's what the NFL can do. Sometimes I feel like baseball pretends that they are that without putting any effort into it. And so maybe it's more like a strike while the iron's hot, okay? Okay. Right before the playoffs start, all of a sudden, everybody wants to talk about matchups and who's going to win the World Series. Like It finally gets national attention that maybe if you throw those awards into it and highlight those superstars, either current or potential superstars, Sandy Alcantara is not a superstar. But he could be. Well, let's be real. The Marlins aren't making it to any <laughs> playoff or anything like that. So, But is it like one of those strike while the iron's hot, and instead of getting a 15-minute segment on Colin Coward that you can hear every Monday through Friday here on the fan from 9 to noon – Instead of getting a 15-minute segment, I, company man. I
0: appreciate you plugging Colin Cowherd there. He uh, really needs it. Well, he <laughs> wouldn't be anything
1: without me. I met him once. and uh, at a book know, signing. <laughs> that we paid him to be at. Uh, but instead of a 15-minute segment, maybe get a 30-minute segment. Is that going to change anything? No. But thir- 30 minutes is better than 15. Well, and... Like, like 10 were... minutes of fame, would you rather have 30 minutes of fame than 10 minutes? Well, I know I would. And, and initially I get 2 hours of fame.
0: What's y- up? Yours when you brought this up, I was like, "You know what? Yeah. Maybe it would be a good idea to have these awards be like ASAP as soon as the voting is done and have them released before during the playoffs, something. Because I it would add to it would add to the playoffs, like mm-hmm. Justin Verlander, he wins the Cy Young as the Astros are in their run. Does it add the pressure? Does it, you know, get to his head? Does it make the players that are the batters going up against him want to, you know, beat him even more? Like, hey, he just can't, hey, he just <clears throat> won it last night. Let's show him why he's not that good of a pitcher, you know? I think of it that way, and then I also look at it like these awards – are just awards and we already knew Justin Verlander was really good and he got rocked in his first appearance in the world series this year, Aaron judge, he's going to win AL MVP, right? We don't need him to get MVP before the postseason to add to the storyline of the playoffs and Aaron judge. So, I mean, I, I, I hear you where it's like, Hey, that adds some juice to the overall narrative of the season and to, uh, and it's not so much me and you, right? That, right? I think that's what you're trying to say. That's is what that I'm trying to say. For the average fan, if they find out, like, oh, Aaron Judge is playing in a playoff game. All right. Aaron Judge, the MVP for this year in the American League, is playing tonight. Oh. And they're down 2-1. You know, it adds a little bit more to it. Justin Verlander just won the MVP, and he's pitching tonight in Game 5 of the World Series. I or wonder, like, ALCS, whatever. say
1: the Marlins sneak into the playoffs. And before that game won, it is announced that Alcantara wins the MVP or yeah. wins the Cy Young. And you're like, oh, I've I've never heard of this guy. The Marlins, they're still te- – they're the Miami Marlins. I thought they were the Florida Marlins. But either way, apparently this guy's really good. Maybe I'll tune in tonight. On a Tuesday at five o'clock. Well, in actually, baseball would probably put them on at like eleven a.m. on TBS. It'd be nice if, or like, on MLB Network, which you can't stream.
0: It'd be nice if MLB also did something <clears throat> along the lines where your ballots for these awards need to be turned in, uh, like a day or two after the hundred and sixty-second game, so
1: that way there isn't this lull. They're due, yeah. They're due. The they're due. The Day after all those games on one sixty after the regular season, yep, they're due that day. What are they doing, dragging their feet? Because they think they're the NFL that they can like grab attention when people aren't looking. And when I heard Dirt and Sprague talking the other day about
0: the how they uh, approach the awards, I I was thinking, and I've had this kind of sentiment: if the MLB could, and I think if MLB fans realize that. Baseball and the MLB is more so on the lines of hockey and NHL, more so than trying to be the NFL mm-hmm. and NBA. And it's the most bizarre thing because look how much money is in an MLB. Like look at the, look at the contracts. Yeah, it's like get, a three to five billion dollar industry. That doesn't give in. That doesn't happen in hockey in NHL. Mm. But as far as like a following and a fan base in a niche sport and like i feel like that baseball is on that level with hockey sometimes agreed again you're giving your awards after the season on your network like it's not even a it's not even a thing whereas nba nfl they at least try to make it like an award show and a a big deal that they're giving the awards on tnt before playoff games I, I hear you, man. It would it would maybe add some juice and add more to the MLB and the
1: reputation it has to the average fan. And I think MLB has something working for them that the NFL, which is leaning towards what I'm gonna to get to, and the NBA is the worst of this. MLB, Major League Baseball, their awards are given out, in my opinion, ninety percent of the time are given out correctly. Like, how many NBA games are we in right now? 20? 15. 15 games right now? Yeah, 14, 15. They play 82? Yep. What are the chances Luka Doncic doesn't win the MVP? I mean, there's always a chance. He could tear his ACL tomorrow, Patrick. Okay, but if he's healthy throughout the season, the NBA, what the NBA is so bad at is that they telegraph this And they push that narrative. The NBA has decided, when Russell Westbrook won an MVP, it was like, no, Westbrook won an MVP because he averaged a triple-double over the season. The next year, he did the same thing, but they were like, nope, sorry, man, it's not you, it's James Harden's turn. Like, the NBA is super bad about giving out MVPs to the next guy that deserves one. Because the reality is is the answer for a long time is LeBron James every year. We talk about Barry Bonds and all his MLB MVPs, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning, those guys who win all these MVPs, Brett Favre. But LeBron should be winning the MVP every year in a span of 12 years. And the NBA is super bad at that. The Major League Baseball, they actually give awards to the people that, in my opinion, nine times out of ten actually deserve it. But they don't prop it up. And I think the NFL is getting that way. I mean, how many times does Aaron Rodgers on a bad Packers team struggle in the beginning and then rolls off a bunch of wins and gets an MVP? Every year. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I think that's where Major League Baseball, once again, misses that opportunity. Like, Aaron Judge isn't winning an MVP because he hit 62 home runs. He's winning an MVP because 30 of those were game-changing home runs. And in between there, there were doubles. But there are counter-arguments to this. And I've seen that this year in a Cy Young. And I want to get to that. So, as we laugh at baseball for pretending to be on the same level as these other leagues there's still some things that baseball sometimes gets wrong and i would love to have this discussion and we'll do that next but first my man joe was the hot corner on 1080 the fan Coming up in the second hour, we'll talk about a a pretty decent-sized trade that went down in Major League Baseball that does affect my team, the hat I'm wearing, and uh, our good friend Big John Schanick. So we'll get to that at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, plus we'll have fair or foul light edition at the bottom. Uh, I've got on the tube over here Phoenix Golden State uh, in some NBA action, and they just – you know how when you, like, go to commercial or come back from commercial, there's, like – a a shot of like uh, the food vendors making food if it's like in New Orleans they always want to see that yeah you know, it's you like mean real... like
0: the TV camera shows like if they're in Philly someone making, making cheese steaks, steaks yeah and... yeah gotcha. all
1: that stupid stuff well they just cut to uh, people in the team store because the sons have uh, their like hideous jerseys on city tonight. jerseys on or whatever. And actually, it's, it's I like
0: refrain, love... it's a like a Native American ode yeah, or something it, like that. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: love to the tribal to the tribes that that are down in the I retract the, my statement in the beautiful Southwest America. Uh, and it showed this dad who's like looking through some jerseys and he's kind of like he's in a son's jersey and he's kind of like, Hey, some of these jerseys look good. And he looks to his kid who's probably, I don't know, a little lower, <laughs> little older than medium Joe. Maybe, maybe like 11, 12, 13, something like that. And he looks to his kid kind of like, you know, hey, are you interested in these? And the kid's looking at Dad like, no, I'm not. And he's wearing a Steph Curry jersey. Ah, <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
0: Pretty cool, huh? He's like
1: savage. Dad, you're such a loser. Yeah, Dad, nobody likes the Suns. Clearly Steph Curry for life. It's like, boy, you have been born and raised in Phoenix. You will wear that Barkley jersey Dan Marley is a god, and we're voting for Kevin Johnson for governor. Uh, it's probably some, like,
0: uh, Gen Z kid, Dad. Did you hear about Robert Sarver? He's a complete douche. <laughs> complete douche? I'm, I'm not literally
1: a Warriors fan, I'm
0: not though. buying anything from the Phoenix Suns. I don't even
1: support them. I can't believe we're at this game,
0: Dad. It, it, I do find it funny that the Phoenix jerseys, they made them topaz. Like it's not turquoise it's topaz uh, well it?
1: it's the tribal <laughs> that's what that's I'm the saying. tribal connection that,
0: that, that's what i'm saying isn't topaz a big thing in the in arizona and the, new mexico
1: and the, the, the southwest the, the nba can be just as cringy as everyone else i mean am i wrong it's like it's like uh it's like it's like the nfl when they're like uh when it's the the, the, the big veterans roll out when they're like we support the troops Topaz, thank we you. We want to make sure these troops are taken care of and all that PTSD they suffer coming back, which is a real thing. Uh, but we pay no attention that we don't do that to our players. But you served, so we're looking out for you. You know what uh, gets me by, Patrick, when I just realized
0: that everybody and everything and every company is probably a hypocrite at least five to ten times a week about something. Mm-hmm. Including myself. Right. And it makes me just feel a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because, again, like, everybody's terrible, and then they try to make themselves think that they're (laughs) not as terrible.
1: That defense on that play was really
0: bad. (laughs) You know? So, again, it, it makes me sleep at night, I guess.
1: Yeah, we all got our pluses and minuses, you know? And we tend to focus more on the minuses than the pluses. But I'll tell you what. People like Robert Sarver make me look around and say, you know what? When I'm hard on myself, at least I'm not, not that douchebag. Yeah, that is, I mean, you know, I would like his bank account, but... When someone gets up there and wants to uh, hate on a certain creed of people that apparently is real trendy and cool right now, and I just sit there and go, wow, I am so glad I am not that person.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I wouldn't mind being him because of his bank account, but... Neither here nor there. Do you think you could be super rich knowing
1: that you're yes. a terrible person and everyone yes. hates you? You think you could get through it? <laughs> do you think you'd be super rich? I- I'm, yes. asking, I'm asking that real. Like, yeah. I'm not. I'm not making fun of you. I'm not setting you, you up. You should like, have. You should you you have asked that, that
0: question. Could you be a terrible person, but you're super rich? Oh, so you... <laughs> switch them around so you don't <laughs> yeah. blow the lead right away. As soon as you said super rich, you're like, yep, 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 yeah. Yeah. Stab people in the back, ruin their lives? Yeah, probably. Yeah, Probably Joe, do it for yeah,
1: billions of dollars. Yeah, Joe, you have no friends, but you're worth $7 billion. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> God. Wait, you're telling me I'm super rich and nobody wants to talk no, to me? I, that
0: sounds like the new American dream. I'm telling you, if I were super rich, I would
1: still be the guy I am today. Very nice, cordial. Nothing would change. I had a situation at work today where normally I communicate with a bunch of people via email. But I had a really bad situation and I picked up the phone. I didn't even think about it. I just picked up the phone and called somebody. Because I really needed to figure this out. And I talked to somebody and I said, you know it's bad if I picked up the phone. Because in today's world, we will do everything possible to not call somebody. Not talk to a human being.
0: It's... uh... Yeah, talking on the phone is something that is not um it's not very popular these days. I talked to a human being on the phone today. It was
1: wild. A stranger. Yeah, it doesn't bode well for my career. <laughs> it was it, it was wild. It worked out well. I got what I wanted, but I also knew what I was coming at and they were wrong and I was right, and so it was real quick and easy, but I had to talk to somebody on the phone today. You got through it, bud. Good job. I know. Go me. Pat on the back
0: pat on the back. We got some awards (laughs) to get to, don't we? That is
1: the truth. Yeah, we do. And uh, a lot of them are pretty straightforward this year, but there are a couple that I do want to discuss to just kind of put a little bit of context into some of them. We'll do all that next. It's the Hot Corner 1080, The Fan. Coming up in the second hour, we'll play a little fair or foul light edition at the bottom of the nine o'clock hour. And I do want to talk about a big trade going on that just went down in Major League Baseball and the ripple effect of that for a team that we do discuss frequently. So stick around for that. But. We've been teasing it for the last forty-five minutes, so we might as well get into it. Some awards have been handed out. I think the only thing we're waiting on now is MVPs, correct? MVPs will be tomorrow. Sure. I think that I think that's how we, we have rookies of the year, manager of the year, Cy Young's. And yeah, I think we're just waiting on uh waiting on MVP. And I think it's pretty obvious in the American League that'll go to Aaron Judge, the National League I'm interested in. And I really hope it's Paul Goldschmidt. If people vote the way they should, it probably should be Paul Goldschmidt. He's deserved one for years, uh, and hopefully this is his turn. Uh, but there's a couple that I that, that that I find really interesting. I th- I think the Sandy Alcantara Cy Young is a really really cool moment. Uh, I think it's a guy that we talked about on this show uh, frequently throughout the year when Voldemort was around. Uh, that the guy was just absolutely incredible, but he played for a bad team. And so people didn't notice it has a little Felix Hernandez in him in the sense that he went longer innings because his offense wasn't really around to help him out. And I really hope this isn't an outlier. I really hope this isn't, you know, an Ubaldo Jimenez, uh, honestly, a a Robbie Ray, an R.A. Dickey, you know, I, I hope it's not one of those guys. And I hope this is an award for somebody that is going to be a major contender for uh, for the near future. Yeah,
0: because you see some of the Cy Young winners, they have the one year and then kind of flame out. Um, or not so much flame
1: out, but just not return to that form. Yeah, I mean, Robbie Ray is the reigning Cy Young winner, and in the two playoff series the Mariners played, they never started him, and every time they gave him the rock, he gave it up. That's got, not what you want from a Cy Young winner. No,
0: but you got guys like R.A. Dickey and uh, Yabaldo Jimenez. I mean, we could go and look at Cy Young winners some years past where it was like, man, yeah, he killed it that year. That year. So you just hope mm. that. But to me, Sandy Alcantara seems like the real deal that it's not. this is not a one-off.
1: I, I agree. I mean, I, he was
0: great last year, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't uh, like it was this year. But uh, I don't see this as being a flash in the pan for him. I I agree,
1: and and I think I think hopefully this puts him on the map. That I mean I know I, I mean, know this year it, I d- mean it
0: does, but even more so than before.
1: Yeah, I know this that year. He's a star. The only Marlins games I watched were if he was pitching, right. And going into next year, I am going to watch more Marlins games that he's pitching because of that. And so that that that's great exposure for a team that's not very good, and for somebody that that people might not know. In in other award news, I mean, another thing that I really love is, I don't know, I haven't heard any like national conversation about this because everybody just talks about the NFL right now with a little bit of NBA. But I'm curious what the national or the local perception, honestly, is of Terry Francona winning Manager of the Year for the American League. Because I think the Mariners make the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. Scott Service, halfway through the season, it looked like he should get fired. And had the other half of the season look like you really pulled this together. Obviously some trades helped, but that team really gelled coming down the stretch. But if you look at it, that Cleveland Guardians team was pick to finish third in that division, fourth in that division, and Francona got them to a playoffs and honestly were the better team than the Yankees. They just lost game five. I think this I think this is one of those moments and 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 I know I am a I am a Terry Francona I am not an apologist. I am literally a fanboy. This is some of the best work Francona's ever done. So if you're a Mariner fan out there like I am and you feel like this was a shot to give Scott Service a little bit of love. I think you have to be okay with the fact that Francona is the American League Manager of the Year.
0: I don't think I have to be okay with anything because Brandon Hyde didn't win it, damn it. Took
1: third, though. I'm pretty sure he took second. Oh, I think you're right. I think I saw that. <sighs> and that goes to show, and I'll tell you this, Mariner fan, if you're listening there out there right now, and you're upset that Scott Service didn't win Manager of the Year, it's because the majority of baseball thought you should be where you are. That is a good point. Most of the time you win Manager of the Year because you shouldn't be where you are. I have
0: the Manager of the Year voting in front of me. Uh, So Terry Francona got 17 of the first place votes and a total of 112. And in second place, Brandon Hyde with nine first-place votes and 79 total votes. Scott Service, third place with 43
1: points. He got the most third-place votes. I mean, if you look around, the I mean, if Cleveland finishes the way they think they should, if Tony La Russa can actually remember how to manage and the White Sox loaded roster makes the playoffs and the Astros do Astros things, Scott Service gets the Mariners in the playoffs. I can't believe Boone got votes. Like who voted for Aaron Boone? <laughs> I was about to tell are you, you. I was me? Say, did you plus, see that you, Boone got plus fourth? plus if you look at the pictures that MLB Network put up, all these guys are like <laughs> managers that are happy and then it looks at Boone you're like dead man walking. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm glad that you noticed that. Yeah, but all if, of them
0: have smiles, then Aaron's just
1: like, yeah. what? Yeah, but if you take away Cleveland, if you take away Francona's job in Cleveland this year, if they finish in third or fourth like they should have, like that roster suggested in in March, that's the Orioles' win right there. I mean, they were the... if If, if the Blue Jays aren't as sexy as they are, if the Mariners aren't trying to break a slump, the Orioles, that, that's their award to lock up.
0: Yeah, I mean, it really should be Brandon Hyde slash Adley Rutchman, because as soon as he got the call
1: up, the team completely changed. Completely changed. <laughs> and, and we pray, like, Joe, you and I talk about this on the air and off the air. I really hope, I really hope the Orioles do not do Hyde dirty because we see this so much with teams that we know you're going to be bad, we need someone in to kind of get through the tough times, the, the chase tinglers of the world, and then we're going to fire you when we're right before that moment and bring in a Bob Melvin, a Buck Showalter, you know, somebody like that to get us over the – a Dusty Baker to get us over the hunch. I hope Hyde gets to see this through. It's kind of like that college football guy, that that coach. You know, you're, you're in the SEC and you're uh, – you're, you're Kentucky, and you're like, we're building something, you know? This guy, give him a full four years. We say this at Wazoo with Dickert. Like, this has been a tough year up and down. Started hot and heavy. Should have beat Oregon. Play- hung with USC in the first half. Should have beat Utah, despite the fact they had a backup quarterback. But you lose. But I like this guy. I want to see a full recruiting cycle. And I hope... Hyde gets that in Baltimore because I think he deserves it
0: he definitely uh, deserves it but it's funny that uh the Orioles they're very much in the same position that the Mariners basically were last year right mm-hmm. like should they have made the playoffs this year no but they were competitive they made it fun good. In the end. played way better than anybody thought they would their young talent is stored uh, has come to fruition sort of And now, this
1: offseason and going into next year, this is when you start to make that push. They traded the face of the franchise of the last five years and were better. Not not because Mancini is bad, but they basically had to say, look, this guy is a veteran. He's the face. He sells tickets. He sells jerseys, bobbleheads, whatever you want. We have to move this guy because it's a smart managerial move. Well, there wasn't a lot of players to merchandise to sell over the last well, they, couple years. They
0: traded their, their, their best clothes. They, they traded their best bullpen guy. No, at the trade deadline And they was, were still good. Yeah. It, they didn't really skip a beat after making those moves. And that was reassuring. But again, it was like, towards the end, you knew that they were going to make the playoffs. But And I see it on the Reddit, on uh, the Orioles subreddit page all the time. Like, fans... This offseason are like,
1: all right, do something. Yep. We're ready. We're, we're ready. ready. <laughs> Every ready. day they're waiting to see something. No more patience. So, what's going to be, and I think this just sets up for the American League next year. I mean, the Astros are going to be good. The Yankees are going to spend a ton of money. I still think the Red Sox are going to suck. And the Blue Jays, I honestly think, are kind of going to be what we saw them to be this year. So, going into next season, mark my words right now, here, we're, you know, we're on, what is this, November 16th? Come March. The three teams I'm going to be watching in the American League next year are going to be in that order. The Cleveland Guardians, the Baltimore Orioles, and the Seattle Mariners. Those first, second, third manager of the year, those are the teams to watch because those are going to be the teams that might make the most noise. It's going to be fun. It's
0: fun having teams to look out for that aren't just the status
1: quo. And I think the American League is going to be extremely wide open. Sign me up. Sign me up. All right, when we come back, we got a loaded second hour for you. We'll do fair or foul light at the bottom of the 9 o'clock hour. But when we come back, there was a big trade. Big trade? Yeah. I'm going to call it a big trade in Major League Baseball today that has one team that we just mentioned lining themselves up to be not just better but a serious world series contender we'll do all that next joe fisher patrick harris with you hot corner 1080. baseball is back and so is
0: mlb.tv watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming
1: devices anywhere anytime all season long follow the action live or on demand track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game
0: highlights plus original programs minor league broadcasts and local pre- and post-game shows